then I host a radio show called Open House Party and, of course, this YouTube channel called Open House Party and OHP Uncut. Uh, and we have a podcast as well. If you're listening there, thank you. Normally, we talk to the musical guests that we have on the radio show, but we're branching out a little bit and we're having so much fun with it. Robbie Amell is here today. You know him from the Tomorrow People. Uh, and he's got a new show called Upload. Actually, season two just dropped on Amazon Prime, and it's hilarious. To call it a sitcom doesn't really do it justice. So we're going to talk to him uh, about that project, other projects on the way. He's got uh, a little two-year-old son we're going to talk about, uh, and he's got a birthday coming up that he didn't realize he had coming up. So uh, smash that subscribe button, like the video if you would, please. That's how you can meet your favorite artists, we do virtual meet and greets with your favorite artists, but you got to be subscribed to the channel. That's like step one. Just click subscribe. Uh, new interviews drop each week. OHP, OHP Uncut, Robbie Amel. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Robbie, good to see you, man. Yeah, man, you too. I heard you're on set right now. I'm not. I, I just wrapped two days ago. I'm. Uh, I'm. My wife and I are moving currently moving into a new house we moved back to canada to to raise our kid closer to family okay so that sucks moving sucks i'm sure even a nightmare. it's the worst thing in the world i've moved in the same building before and been like why did i why did i do this why did i do it but you're moving into a, a place to raise your your child next to your family and that's a, a great thing man yeah how is it with the with i mean what is is he two He's two and a half. He's almost two and a half. So what's he into? Because I have he a two loves, year old daughter. I know. I know what oh, she's really? into. Yeah. Um, he he loves Spider Man. Like he loves Spider Man, which is surprising. He just kind of found Spider Man early. He loves Paw Patrol. Uh, he loves uh, construction vehicles. Like excavator was one of his first words. Um, and, excavator and I, was one of his first words. He said excavator so early, like he didn't say it right, but he said yeah. excavator and, and he would look, he would pick off an excavator when we were driving. Um, he just really loves, loves construction vehicles. Like he used to want to watch, he still does. He loves to watch YouTube videos of just like construction vehicles. Um, and uh, he, he really likes space and astronauts and stuff like that. Has he found there's a show on YouTube that all the two-year-olds are into? <laughs> the, the hot two-year-old show is called Blippy. Has he seen that? Okay, so my, <laughs> I don't want to bash Blippy because Blippy is wildly successful. Um, my sister's kids love Blippy. Robbie, my son, uh, is kind of not into it. He likes the he he doesn't like the like I don't know the goofy uh, guy in the weird costume. But uh, I like nothing against Blippi. Blippi's enormous and hugely successful, and I'm very happy for him because my my sister's kids both love it. My daughter got into it. Uh, I don't even know how she found it, poking around, and uh, I'm like, "Who is this creepy guy? That's kind of like Herman." <laughs> I'm not like, know about this, but the more I watched it, I'm like, you know what? I think this guy has good intentions. I don't think he's a he's crazy. He's, he's educational. <laughs> No, he's, he's like, he, he, you know, he does, he does a good job. He's just, uh, the costumes are a lot. And the movements, the, the, the strange dancing. I don't know whether to give him props or be creeped out. Probably a little bit of both on that tip. Making a fortune, man. I mean, it, you know, got to respect it. <laughs> Yo, your show uh, is so good, man. Season two of Upload is, is dropping on the 11th. 
tell people that haven't seen it, like the, the synopsis, the premise of this show, because it's not like anything else. You can't say it's just a sitcom because it's not. It's so many layers more than that. Talk about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it takes place in the near future where if you know you're going to die, you can upload your consciousness to uh, a digital afterlife. But these places are not heaven. They are run by big corporations and they have their own their own problems. And in season one, my character's self-driving car crashes and my girlfriend uh, uploads me to her account and essentially owns me in the afterlife. And things weren't going great for us anyway, and they only get harder. It's kind of like the ultimate long distance relationship scene that I'm dead. And uh, I meet Nora, my customer service rep, who's called an angel. And uh, I start to kind of fall in love with her. And, and, and you find out that some of my memories have been blocked. And, you know, I may have been murdered. And the, the show is very much a genre blend of like, comedy, satire, uh, romance, thriller, horror sort of side of things. Um, it's very funny. Greg Daniels created created Parks and Recreation in The Office and wrote on Saturday Night Live and, and The Simpsons. And just those just, little things, just those tiny yeah, little projects. He had just like doing. literally the most stacked resume in comedy history. And um, sure. he's, he's so wildly smart, so funny. And the show is kind of his baby. He thought of it like 30 years ago and nobody would touch it because it was too out there. And now it almost feels like it's kind of weeks away rather than like years away. Yeah. Um, and season two picks up right where season one ended, which is um, Nora, my angel, um, says, I love you to me. And I freeze and run out of data because I'm now in two gig, which is where it's kind of like a think of like a really garbage phone plan. Um, and, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend Ingrid shows up and I find out that she has uploaded for me. Um, and now I'm kind of stuck back where I was in, in season one and season two picks up. It's a direct cut. It's right there. I don't know if Nora's okay. I have to kind of play the game with Ingrid because it's my only way out of two gig. And, um, <laughs> Season two is super fun. I think anybody that liked season one, it really leans into kind of the weirdness that I think was was part of the reason why season one was so successful. And I'm not a big fan of watching myself, but I'm a huge fan of of the rest of the cast and and just getting to go to work and and laugh and and I kind of get to be the audience sometimes and and find out and watch what's going on, which is kind of cool. Um, but everybody is so wildly funny, talented, and uh, I'm just really excited about. It. I think you know. I'm super proud of season two. Now, why don't you like watching yourself? I hear a lot of actors say that. What is it about it that, that rubs you the wrong way? I don't know. You know how you hear your voice, like your own voice on, you're like, do you enjoy your own voice? Hell no. <laughs> so this is like the, the picture version of that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people don't want to watch videos of themselves in general. And, you know, the nice thing about this is it's professionally made and light, you know, lit and visual effects. So, I'll always watch it once. I also find if I watch it once, I can, you know, be like, okay, that didn't work that, you know, I bought that, that was bad. That was okay. And then I can kind of walk away from it after that. But um, there's some scenes in this show that, uh, you know, Kevin who, or uh, Kevin Bigley, who plays Luke just cracks me up so much. He's my wife's favorite character on the show, including me. Uh, if that tells you <laughs> anything. And, uh, you know, getting to do scenes with him and, and there's a scene in the finale where they used to take where I'm just trying to keep it together because I guess it was the, the best version of the take. But 
um, you can see how much fun we have. We're all actually friends and, and we all actually love the show, which is sometimes rare. Um, uh, Zainab is so funny and I'm such a fan of her standup. So like getting to, you know, when we're shooting, go see her do standup. Andy and, and Allegra, I mean, I'm just lucky enough to get to have a love triangle with two people who are like the easiest people in the world to have chemistry with. So it's, um, it's just very cool. I'm, I'm, I love the job. <laughs> Your character, you kind of described as a douchebag and I can kind of see where, where you would say that. How do you get in character for, <laughs> for something like a douchebag? Well, I think the interesting thing about Nathan is when you meet him, he's, you know, at first glance, he's a bit of a douche. Um, but then as you get to know him, I think that, you realize that he's just kind of a bit of a sarcastic dick, but he's like, there's no malice behind it. He's a pretty nice guy. And I actually bring more of myself to Nathan than probably any other role I've played. Um, so like the douche stuff is kind of who he is in like the pilot or like the very beginning or what you hear about him. And then right. the person he becomes is, is a really nice guy who's thoughtful and cares about the people around him and is just trying to be better. And he learns a lot of that you know, from his relationship with Nora. So um, uh, I, it's funny when I read the script, the first script, it was just, it was written in my voice. And I met with Greg and he was like, Hey, I, I watched this movie, the Duff with my daughter. And I think you would be really great in this role. And uh, it just happened to be one of those things where I was like, I, I know this guy, I can play this guy. I, you know, I feel very comfortable in this version of the, or in this role. You immediately felt comfortable in it. Yeah, I was the very first person to audition for the show. Oh <laughs> I wow! Went in, yeah, I went in and met with Greg. Uh, I remember it very well because I was supposed to pick my dad up at the airport, and like auditions normally last like five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes. And uh, Greg and I met for an hour. He was like, he had me read these three scenes that I had prepared, you know, for the audition. And he was like, I have two, three, and four episodes two three and four written he goes i want to grab some scenes and have you read them and i was like all right sure and i hate cold reads because i just i'm like i don't want to screw this up like don't give me a reason not to of get course. the job and uh his the dialogue is just so natural for me and the same sense we have the same sense of humor and like i don't know it just really worked and um we just it it went so well i phoned my agents and i was like i think i booked it which you never ever think and uh, my agent phoned me. Is that the only like, time you've ever walked out of an audition and thought, I got this? Yeah. Well, one of one. Of one. Wow. <laughs> like, you can think you did a good job. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm getting this. And um, so uh, I get a phone call and they're like, Greg loved you, but you were the first person to audition. So he's got to see more people. And I was like, yeah, of, of course. And uh, Great. Now you got to sit weeks, around and wait. Two weeks later, I get a phone call and they're like, sorry, he's going to go in a different direction. He really liked you, but it's not you. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. So about a month after that, I was getting really close to a role on the boys for Amazon, another Amazon show. And um, the day before Thanksgiving in 2019, I think it was 2019, um, my agent phone, he was like, you're going back in on Monday for Greg. Um, you're screen testing, which is the last step in the audition process. He's like, I don't have any more details. That's all I know. And I was like, great. Okay. So I got all the sides back. I go in thinking it'd be like me and maybe two or three or four other guys. And it's just me. And Greg's like, you were the first person to audition for this. It'd be really cool if you were the last. And I was like, 
Yeah, that would be sick. And uh, it ended up taking from whatever the whatever Thanksgiving weekend was that year, that Monday, I, I went in and screen tested for it. I then had to read with about seven or eight different Noras and about seven or eight different Ingrids along the, uh, uh, along the course of four weeks. And I finally booked the job around like December 17th or something. So I had that horrible, like going to throw up feeling in my stomach for four <laughs> weeks of like auditioning with people just thinking if I don't get this job after four weeks of auditioning, all of their other care, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to like, I'm leaving the business. I'm, just, right, right. <laughs> I'm going into something else. I can't do this anymore. Congratulations on season two. It drops on the 11th. In the meantime, uh, you're moving and you've got a birthday coming up as well. What are you going to do for your birthday? That's so funny. I have, I, I was like, who has a birthday coming up? I'm, I haven't even remotely thought about it at all. It's been like moving, uh, uh, hanging out with my son and my wife. And then I, I've, I've done four projects in the last six months, which is busier than I've ever been in my life, which is amazing. But also I just, I totally forgot I had a birthday kind of coming up. <laughs> I would like to golf is what I would like to do. Like to golf. All right. Yeah. Before we let you go, uh, we do a top five. We do just like a random five questions. All right. I'm ready. Five random questions. Number one, what's the first app you go to in the morning? Uh, Instagram. Do you go to the comments or, or what do you go to first? What, do you, what are you trying to check no, out? No, I kind of avoid those. I just like, uh, I'll scroll my feed, see what the latest up update is or like you know what's going on it's the nice thing is it keeps me kind of in the loop with what's going on in my friends lives i keep my right. friends list pretty tight just to see people i actually know what's the last song you turned up loud <laughs> panda by designer my Woo! son loved, that my son my son loves this he has a toy panda and i was so sick of listening to some of the songs in the car and i was like dude, you want to listen to Panda? And he goes, Panda? And I'm like, yeah. And I just cranked it. So this morning I took him to school and we were playing Panda and he goes louder. And we pulled into the school parking lot, just blaring Panda. By the Panda, Panda. <laughs> I love that. Uh, who is your best friend in the world? Who's not your wife? Yeah, I have a few. I have like my dad and my son, like are the, are the boring answers where it's like, you know, we get to, golfing with my dad and just hanging out with my son but like as far as like my friends that would be off of that that version um um jeff jesse simon nick i have way too many i don't want to miss anybody this is a bull question i love it <laughs> what's your go-to cocktail robbie i don't drink a lot i like guinness oh dude me too i like guinness Ice and a cold, shot oh yeah a little yeah yeah that's my go-to kickoff for the night. All right. I last final question. If you could spend one night with a fictional character, who would it be and why? Um, Bruce Wayne. Nice. Just because it's like, why not? I'm, I love, I've loved Batman since I was a kid. Um, he's rich. We're going to have a good time and then fight some crime. It sounds pretty great. <laughs> That's a badass answer. I love that, man. Hey, congrats on the show. Congrats on the move, man. I'll tell Blippi you said hello. Thank you for your time. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It really has been a pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You too. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.